Hey, what's up, everybody? This is your boy, Rod the Nomad, back with another episode of the Snack of All Trades podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in, and let's just go ahead and dive right in. So on last episode, I made a few promises. Um, I said that I would do a, a snack and show you all how to make it every episode. And I said a lot about watching the video, but now that I've did the editing for that, I'm realizing I am doing a lot more work than I can really commit to right now. And I also talked about like reinventing yourself and doing what comes normal and natural to you. And right now, doing all of that is not normal and natural to me. So I do take that back. Um, I'm just going to present from um, the podcast space where I don't have any visuals. Um, We can talk about what snacks and creative snacks I've come up with and I'll share them with you, but in a more um, verbal way than than trying to do a video because honestly trying to edit and cut and do all of this and that is just not my forte. I would love to do it, but right now it's not my lane. So this episode is all about something savory and something savory that I'll tell you guys a little bit later about that is easy to make is your own chips. And of course, like I did the last time, I'm just using ingredients that I feel are good substitutions and healthier options than what we buy at the store that's highly processed, that has all of these stabilizers and everything else in it. So I'll tell y'all about that a little bit later, but um, let's get into something savory in regards to our daily life. And on the topic of something savory, I want to talk about well-seasoned friendships. And when it comes to well-seasoned friendships in my life, I've had friends who we can talk, um, or we have talked day in and day out for months, years, or however long at a time. And then we went a while without talking and there was no beef. And it's a well-seasoned friendship because we established a foundation when we met. There was something organic and spiritual about the connections that I made with some people. And it makes me think about what my granny said when I was younger. She was just like, you know, she's only had, you know, two or three people that she can truly call a friend in her lifetime. And, you know, she was probably in her 80s when she told me this. And I look around my friend circle now, and I do feel like I have some really great friends that are well-seasoned friendships. And really and truly, like, I have a relationship with these people as if they're like my brother or sister. And it feels really good to have them, knowing that I can call them whenever I need to or want to, and we just have that bond. Um, but, you know, maybe it's because of the advent of the internet, or maybe it's because, you know, cars or planes are available, but, um, these friendships that I have, 
I feel like there's more than the three that my granny mentioned. There's probably, you know, at least, you know, five or six people that I really feel connected to that I feel like these are lifetime friendships. And because they started as organically and spiritually as they did, they actually withstand the test of time. And if you have those type of friendships, like, you know what I mean. These are people that will ride or die for you. They always support you. Y'all can almost talk about anything, probably everything. Um, they don't necessarily stand in and like do certain things for you, but they're available to be of a support. Like, I don't expect my friends, if I'm beefing with somebody, to, like, call that person and say, you know, this is the issue, and I don't expect any of that. I expect my friends to support me by saying, hey, yeah, that person's wrong, or you were wrong, and this is what I would do if I were you to fix it, which my friends have. Like, I remember dealing with my sexuality um, maybe about 10 years ago, and this was probably around the time that I came out to some of my family members. And <laughs> I, I'm the type of person who has always been in their head about a lot of things. And so because I was in my head so much and I was talking to one of my lifelong friends, um, I shared that I just feel like people are judging me and I didn't know who found out because you know, when you say something as extreme as, who you identify as sexually, people like to spread rumors, gossip, and do everything else. So me putting my business out there just heightened my sense of paranoia. And so this particular friend gave me some of the best advice I have heard and I will never forget. Y'all know what she told me? You are always so busy thinking people are judging you because you are so busy because you are so busy judging yourself. Truer words were never spoken <laughs> and have not since been spoken. I was judging myself. I grew up in a Christian household where homosexuality was demonized. Um I went to school where kids were bullied or talked about because of their sexuality. And I had all of these thoughts in my head about what people would think and what they were saying. It, it was very much like I was putting the words in their mouth and not really hearing them say it, just knowing that they were saying it behind my back. And it really made me feel away, you know? But Having friends that will having friends that will hear you and see you to the level that they can verbalize your thought process and your experiences so well and really just kind of put you in your place, those are the kind of friendships that are truly meaningful to me. And there is definitely a difference because I've had friends to maybe see a certain thing about my experiences and it felt like judgment. And you know what that feels like. I love something that I heard recently, flow, not force, right? 
If it feels like this is forced and it leaves you feeling depleted or empty or it leaves you feeling like um, you haven't been really heard, then it's probably force. What it feels like when it's flow is, especially coming from a friend, like advice from a friend, it feels like, oh my God, I just had an aha moment. Thank you. It feels like you really just took everything that I said and summed it up. It feels good. It feels like you have grown from this experience and you can move forward in life. And those kind of friendships are well-seasoned friendships, right? Well-seasoned friendships satisfy. They leave a good taste in your mouth. Just like a well-seasoned french fry, something real savory. <laughs> you know, you might not like that Chick-fil-A waffle fry after an hour, but some of those freshly seasoned McDonald's fries, I'm not encouraging McDonald's, but you know, we've all eaten there, I think. They taste real good. You know, so like, just look at the difference. Something that tastes good that leaves a refreshing feeling, that leaves something savory, it satisfies, is probably the type of friendship that will last forever and you will never have to question. Which brings me to another point. If you have, if you find yourself constantly questioning where you stand with the person, or if they don't have the emotional intelligence to understand you or understand something you may be going through, then they're probably not the type of friend that will be a friendship, uh, be a friend for life, but they may be a friend in a certain capacity. Just acknowledge that they don't serve the need of understanding you in the way that someone who truly wants to get to know you would. Some friendships belong in certain categories. Some friendships belong because y'all do something together or y'all go to church together or school together. Some friendships belong because um, y'all had the same interest and once that interest is over, you know, the friendship subsides. And sometimes we try to hold on to those friendships that should subside because we don't know where we don't we don't know what it looks like to not be their friend especially if it's one like a college friendship that lasted for all of college you know or especially if it's a friendship from your childhood um not to say that those type of friendships can't last but a lot of times we put a lot of pressure to maintain those friendships because we feel like it worked then, why not now? I think that when it stops feeling organic, if it stops feeling like flow, mature adults can acknowledge that, especially if you're not growing in the same direction as a person. Um, you might be doing more hurt than harm by sticking around. You feel me? So I guess to add to that, I would say 
your friendships should add perspective. So if you are going in a different direction from this friend that you've known all of your childhood or this friend that was a really good college friend and y'all are no longer in the same space and that what they're doing with their life does not fit in the picture of what you're doing with your life, not to be judging it, but if it's just two different things, for example, like if when I finished college, uh, I went off to be a teacher. Well, I had a friend who went off to, <laughs> I had a friend that, I'm not putting nobody business out there. Okay, let me think of a different scenario. So when I finished college, I went off to be a teacher. Um, I had a, another friend who went off to the military. I did. And for who I was at that time, I didn't see any potential for overlap. And we naturally didn't speak to each other as much. And honestly, there was no love lost. I feel like if I saw her again today, we could speak. Um, but maybe it was just meant for our lives to grow in different directions. There was no perspective that I needed from the military that would add value to my teaching career. There was no perspective, at least at the time and my thoughts, there was no perspective from my teaching career that would add value to her military career. And being mature enough to understand that, I think that shows that, you know, even if you have friendships that fall apart, it doesn't mean that there has to be any negative taste in your mouth about it. All right, so yeah, so that's something uh, that I wanted to share it was on my mind, on my heart. Another thing I wanted to share was something savory, something well-seasoned when it comes to fitness, all right? When it comes to fitness, there is a such thing as a plateau that many people reach. This is when you have worked out to the point of you are not seeing any more results. And being well seasoned in the fitness space means you set a good foundation so that you can pivot and so that when it feels like you're forcing a workout and you're not getting results, you're able to pivot with the fundamental steps or the fundamental uh, posture or the fundamental concepts in your head about what workouts do so that you're able to push yourself in a different direction. So it's not always about being able to lift heavier. Sometimes maybe adding a compound workout to your routine or doing supersets to in your routine or maybe shifting what you take 
or how you eat so that you see results will add to your, add value to your fitness journey. Something savory when it comes to your fitness journey is being able to say you have laid the foundation of having a routine of going to the gym. You've laid the foundation of starting small. I start with push-ups and sit-ups, something I can do at home, even if I don't make it to the gym. Then I work my way up to, all right, lifting weights, work my way up to supersets or compound workouts, whatever it may be. But setting the foundation is really the heart of what I'm trying to say. And with that being said, I'll go ahead and end on the chips. So let me tell y'all an easy way to make chips at home and this will save you money. It will save you um, the adverse effects on your body because of what is out in stores that may not be good for you. Um, so what I do is I buy those mini tortillas and you can buy them at the store and you cut them in triangles. So I just cut them in four equal sections and then you can make your own seasoning. One really good ingredient that a lot of people may not already use is apple cider vinegar powder. So I found, I found mine on Amazon, but if they have it at the store, I just haven't seen it before, but definitely look on Amazon for apple cider vinegar powder. You can also get you some nutritional yeast because that will give you a cheese flavor. And I did dehydrate some bell pepper. I use a red bell pepper um, because I wanted to get a sort of red taste, kind of like Doritos. Um, I tried to dehydrate garlic, but I didn't cut it up right, but I, I did want to do that. So next time I do it, I'll try it. Dehydrated onion. And I feel like that's it. But after I dehydrated it, I put it in a spice blender and ground it up to a powder. I added all of those ingredients to my nutritional yeast and my apple cider vinegar with some salt. And um, I sprinkled them on the tortillas after I fried them and some avocado oil and you do it right after. So basically cut the tortilla into the triangles. I put the grease on them or the avocado oil on them, put them in the oven or an air fryer, let them cook until they're crispy. And as soon as you take them out, you I use a sifter. I use a sifter to dust the chips um, all over, flip them over, dust them again, and let them sit for a little bit. Depending on how many you make, you can save some for later, but I just ate them right off the rack. But that's a really good um, savory snack, something savory, and I think you would enjoy it. So that's it for this episode. I hope you are subscribed to the Snack of All Trades podcast, and I will see you next time. Take care.